0: It's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. This is our Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. We are in 1 Corinthians. Um, today we're going to look at Corinthians, 1 uh, Corinthians 7 through 10. So 7 through 10. Um, and if you remember, we're going in a chronological order. Um, we are in the, the time of the early church. Um, Paul has gone on a couple of different missionary journeys, um, and uh, and now he continues to communicate with those churches that he started, and uh, Corinth was one of them. And as we get into this part of uh, chapter 7, you can tell that um, Paul has received visitors from Corinth, and, and they have given him an update on what's going on, and so he's addressing some problems. He's addressing some concerns, um, and there, there's likely kind of a list of items. And so uh chapter 7 through 15 of 1 Corinthians kind of hit different items. And so we're going to hit two of those items today. Um, starting in uh, chapter 7, says, Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me. All right. So obviously there's a letter that he's been presented. Um, the first one deals, uh, it's in chapter, chapter 7 mainly, um, it deals um, with Christian marriage and sexual practice. Um, if, if you just start reading there in chapter seven, you'll see um, what, uh, what Paul talks about. And uh, he says, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each w- woman have her own husband. OK, so he's dealing with a culture that is hypersexualized, um, has lots of there's lots of problems from it. So he's pushing back against that. But he's affirming um, uh, sexuality between a a married uh, couple. Um, But he's kind of acknowledging, man, look at what what is happening throughout society. This is a big, big problem. This needs to be limited to a a man and a woman uh, who are married together. Uh, He said, let the husband render to his wife affection do her. Likewise, the wife to her husband. Um, It says, uh, continue on chapter, uh, verse 5, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so uh, so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Um, so basically saying, um, uh, listen, you, you need to maintain this relationship, and, and uh, sex is an important part of it, so don't deny each other that, um, lest Satan is able to use that um, to break up that marriage. I mean, how often have we seen that? If if that spark goes out of a marriage, um, many times people will seek that elsewhere and will commit adultery. And then what does that do? It destroys the marriage, right? So he's, uh, he's talking about how important it is that that be part of uh, your marriage. Um, he says... Um, Verse eight, and this is kind of interesting. Paul has a d- different perspective. He says, but I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Um, so it's interesting how Paul, of course, Paul being single, uh, he's like, be like I am. Where you can just focus on serving God. Um, but he's not criticizing um, a marriage and sex within marriage. Uh, but again, know what he's responding to. He's responding to a hypersexualized culture and seeing all the problems that that brings. Uh, and so he's saying you have to be careful and if you cannot control yourself, you need to be married. It needs to be within marriage. Um, and because uh, we can we see so many other problems flow from that. Um, and it goes into keeping your marriage vows uh, verse 11 says but even if she does not depart or verse 10 now to the married i command yet not i but the lord a wife is not to depart from her husband but even if she does depart let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband and a husband is not to divorce his wife and again it's just saying listen divorce should be th- the uh, avoided at all cost right the that, it is something that destroys families it, it's, it, it brings so much negativity uh, into the uh, fabric of a society um, It is something that we should strive to avoid um, and this is of course uh, very interesting as a husband is not to divorce his wife I mean it you know it, many times husbands were given a lot of leeway if they just wanted to divorce for any reason they could. Um, and, uh, Paul is pushing back on that, he says, uh, continue, continues on, uh, talks about being married to someone who is not a believer. So what would have been happening is you'd have a couple, um, there in Corinth, um, one would come to know Christ, the other wouldn't. So they're asking, can, do we have to stay with that person? And Paul encourages them to stay, right? He says, go and be an influence on your wife or on your husband. Maybe God will use, them, use you to bring them to, to Christ. So he says, no, that's not an excuse just to get married. Um, but then he does say in verse 15, but if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases, uh, but God has called us to peace. Or how do you know, a oh wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, a oh husband, whether you will save your wife? So what is it says if the unbeliever, the one who hadn't converted, says, you know what? I'm leaving you in, unless you renounce your newfound faith. Um, Paul says you let them go and you're no longer under that and you are free to marry again. Um, t- talks about living as you are called, uh, understanding what? Uh, that where when God calls you, you start living for him right then and there. Your life has changed, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean your circumstances have changed. Continue living uh, for him. Uh, verse 19, circumcision is nothing. Un- uncircumcision is nothing, but keeping the commandments of God is what matters. All right? So he's saying, don't worry about all the the other uh, uh, cosmetic things, the, the superficial things. Uh, things he says were you called while a slave do not be concerned about it but if you can be made free rather use it for he who is called in the lord while a slave is the lord's freedman likewise he who is called while free is christ's slave you were brought bought at a price do not become slaves of men brethren let each one remain with god in that state in which he was called so again in that day and time you had lots of people who were Enslaved, but it was basically indentured servant servitude. Um, and it says, e- even if you have received me, you, you may have to stay in that earthly condition, but know that you are free in me, that you are free in Christ. Um, and uh, I think that's a, a good perspective uh, to have to make sure we know that we are free in Christ, no matter what is, is our circumstances may be uh, here on earth. Um, he talks about the unmarried uh, uh, the unmarried and widows. He, he again kind of says, you know, it may, it may be better for you to stay that way, but if you can't, then, you know, go and, and be married. Um, uh, then we get to, uh, let's see, chapter 8. Um, chapter 8 um, is talking about um, idols and, and elevating things uh, above God and Especially in that culture, there were lots of pagan practices that worshipped idols and specifically would uh, sacrifice meat and, uh, to idols um, and offer it to the idols, and then they would eat that meat. And uh, so Paul is, is addressing that. So he's trying to help them break these habits of these, these idols. Um, he says in chapter 8, Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And if anyone thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing, yet he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. So he's also warning against making yourself an idol, seeing yourself higher than you should, uh, elevating yourself because now you have found the truth, right? Because the knowledge that you have found in Christ, um, don't use that against those who do not know God yet. Um, It it talks about... um, you know, the eating of things offered to idols, uh, verse four, we know that an idol is nothing and that there is no other God but one. Um, so so that it, it doesn't matter if they're sacrificing this because, to, to an idol because that idol uh, is not real. Um, it says, verse seven, uh, however, there is not in everyone that knowledge for some with consciousness of the idol until now, eat it as a thing offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. But food does not commend us to God, for neither if we eat are we better, nor if we do not eat are we worse. So he's saying, listen, it really doesn't matter. However, you don't want to give the impression that you are supporting the uh, the worship of that idol uh, by eating that meat and and uh, confusing people who do not know the truth. That's where in verse nine. But beware, lest somehow this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to those who are uh, weak. For if anyone sees you uh, who have knowledge eating in an idol's, uh, if anyone who <laughs> sees you uh, who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because your knowledge shall shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. Um, So he's saying, don't eat it because it may influence others that um, do not know uh, the truth. Um, And so he's saying, you know, take this seriously. Even though these idols don't have power, don't participate in those pagan things because people may see you doing it and think that you are in support of it. Um, chapter nine starts off, Paul is kind of, uh, talking about being an apostle and not allowing himself to, to be elevated that that we should not allow ourselves to be elevated. Um, just because of what God has called us to, we should not see ourselves higher than others. Um, verse 15, but I have used none of these things, nor have I written these things that it should be done. So to me. For it would be better for me to die than anyone should make my boasting void. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach uh, the gospel. Um, it says, "What is my reward that when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge? That I may not abuse my authority in the gospel." Right. So again, it's it's a, a this this whole thing is obviously addressing. Um, those who are making idols of themselves or that they are considering themselves better than others um, because now they know the truth and the culture around them does not. Um, talks about serving um, all men, verse 19. For though I am free from all men, I might made myself a servant to all that I might win all the more. And to the Jews, I became a Jew that I might win Jews to those who are under the law as, as under the law that I might win those who are under the law those who are without the law is without the law that I might win those without the law to the weak I become weak that I might win the weak I have become all things to all men that I might uh, by all means save some now this I do for the gospel's sake that I may be a partaker of it with you so he's saying he's he, he's willing to um, meet people where they are and um, right that that he is not going to go around with a holier than thou attitude it doesn't mean he's going to affirm, or participate in the behavior of those who do not know Christ. Um, But he is willing to engage them and try to meet them where they are at, um, if at all possible. And it talks about the very famous passage, um, running the race, verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way as to obtain it. And everyone who competes for this prize is temperate in all things. Um, now, now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown. He's talking about the, um, the, what we would call the Olympics, right? Uh, a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, n- not with uncertainty. I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it to subjection. Uh, lest, when I have preached to others, I, I myself should become dis- disqualified, um, so he, he's going to run that race, prepare himself, and he does it with certainty that he's running after something that is not perishable. Uh, he is certain uh, of of what we have in Christ. Uh, chapter 10 starts off with some Old Testament examples of the people and how they failed in the uh, wilderness. And uh, Paul is saying, th- learn from that. So don't, don't fall into temptation as they fell into temptation, as they worshiped. Um, other idols as they turn their back on God says verse 12 therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall right do not do not become arrogant Um, it says no temptation is overtaken you except that is common to man but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it What's he saying? He's saying you will be tempted um, just like everyone is tempted. All of us are going to be tempted um, to, to go our own way, to follow uh, our own desires rather than God's desires. Um, but we can choose to follow God. We do not have to give in to that temptation. Um, no matter how strong it is, you have the ability to stand up and say, no, I choose to go about things God's way. Um, then it talks about fleeing from, uh, idols. Um, it talks about giving all things to the glory of God. It's verse 23. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own, but each one, uh, to others. Well-being recognize that what, what you do and how you're impacting the community around you and the people around you. Um, Verse 28, but if someone says to you, this was offered to idols, do not eat it for the sake of the one who told you. Um, Again, kind of going back, it says, we know that those are given to demons, Um, right? Why would we want to eat that? Even though we know that it has no power over us, right? So uh, verse 31, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense either to Jews or to Greeks, to the church of God. Just as I also please all men and all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So he's saying, imitate Christ, follow his example. Um, And our our main desire is to glorify God. All right, we're going to stop right there and we will go uh, chapters 11 through 15 um, on uh, Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you then.